Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Vox Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at Vox.com slash EarthMonth. The most important technology to wean ourselves off fossil fuels may be pretty humble. Batteries. They do one thing. Store energy. There's not a lot more to them than that. But years of innovation making batteries cheaper and denser has opened up the door to an all-electric future, and it's more exciting than you might think. David Roberts, who writes the Volts newsletter, is here to talk about it. Hi, David. Hey, Adam. Now, when most people think about batteries, they probably think about what goes in a flashlight, maybe what powers your phone. But I read about Tesla installing a mega battery into the Texas power grid after the blackouts there. What exactly will batteries be used for in the future? Well, they'll be used for two really important things. You know, we're trying to decarbonize our economy. We're trying to drive the carbon emissions out of our economy. And that means driving them out of every economic sector. So batteries are going to help with two sectors in particular. One is the electricity sector. We're using lots more renewables, which are variable. They come and go with the weather or the sun or the wind. So the more variable renewables you use, the more balancing technology you need on your grid. And batteries serve as a great short-term balancing technology. So sort of storing that renewable energy when it's plentiful, releasing it when it's scarcer, jumping in when the grid needs it. So one, it's going to make the integration of renewables in electricity much, much easier. And then the even bigger sector it's going to help decarbonize is transportation. We're seeing, you know, as time goes on and batteries get better, that we're getting electric scooters, rickshaws, trucks, pickup trucks, semi-trucks, buses, um, you know, transportation in general is getting electrified now. So transportation and electricity are the two highest emitting sectors of the U.S. economy, and batteries are crucial for decarbonizing either one of them. Can you tell me a little bit more about the role that electric cars have played in innovating on batteries, making them bigger and more efficient? Sure. Well, um, lithium-ion batteries have been around for a while, since the early 90s. They were first commercialized, and they were mostly used in consumer electronics. They basically took over consumer electronics, your phones and laptops. And then around the late 2000s, right around the time kind of Tesla started and, and came out with the Roadster, I don't know if everybody remembers the original Tesla Roadster back in 2008, Tesla sort of kickstarted the process of moving lithium-ion batteries over to EVs. And that 
kicked off just an enormous race, which is gathering steam and gathering steam. And now I think it's pretty widely agreed that we're on the cusp of a global transition of the entire automotive industry over to electricity. And so already, you know, it used to be that EVs or transportation options were, I think, something like 30% of lithium ion battery demand a couple decades ago. And now I think they're up to 65 or 70. So the massive growth of the electric vehicle industry is the primary agent in driving scale and innovation in the battery space. And how far has the battery tech come over the last few years, thanks to this big industry demand? You know, um, 2010, the best battery, you it was like $1,100 per kilowatt hour or something like that. And now it's down where people are saying within a year or two, probably by 2022, 2023, it'll be down to $100, from $1,100 to $100, which is just mind-boggling. And you could find people on record three, four years ago saying $100 a kilowatt hour is impossible. And just like with solar PV, it just steamrolled through all those predictions and keeps getting cheaper and cheaper. And now people are talking about sub $100 prices. And if that happens, I mean... Never mind like cars and planes and buses and everything else. At that point, we're going to have storage that's so cheap that one of our big challenges is going to be thinking of new ways to use it. Much like when electricity first scaled up, one of the biggest problems with scaling electricity up back in the early 20th century was just figuring out what to do with it, right? There just weren't a lot of applications for electricity. So even as electricity were scaled up, people were sort of frantically inventing uses for it. When batteries and energy storage get so dirt cheap, we're going to be making up new ways of using it, whole new applications that we don't even really know yet. Planes, ships, tiny drones that can fly into Antarctica and survive on their own for months or years, you know, just like the mind boggles. There's a real sci-fi aspect to this that comes along with the price coming down. Can't wait for those drones. (laughs) There's going to be drones everywhere, dude. These batteries are so, they're getting so tiny that they're just like slivers of film now. And solar PV is getting super tiny where it's just a little film now. So if you have a little tiny drone, you could have a tiny little solar panel on it and a tiny little battery on it. And that thing is self-sufficient for who knows how long, like you can just set it loose and it will basically power itself more or less indefinitely. And these little thin film batteries and solar panels are super physically simple. There's no moving parts or anything, right? So they don't wear out very quick. They're very, very resilient. So, you know, you're talking about like basically self-powering little drones that could be sending information back to you from anywhere. You could send them into like sewer pipes, to find leaks. You could send them along transmission lines to find faults or shorts. It's so interesting to think about what society is going to look like when power and storing power are just trivially cheap. And we don't have any idea what that would look like, right? Like price has always been a cap on our capacities with these things. has always been a restraint. But when they get trivially cheap and you can just throw energy generation or energy storage onto any device, who knows what we're going to be doing with batteries? You know, like cars are just the beginning of the story. 
Do we expect lithium ion to be the technology that carries into the future, or is there another type of battery that is going to come up and compete with it? Uh, lithium ion has gained such a head of steam in terms both of just scale and manufacturing. Like there's there's just billions and billions and billions of dollars now in lithium ion battery manufacturing capacity. And then they've been the focus of so much innovation. They've gotten better and better and better that they've just kind of got a head start that's going to be very, very difficult for any fundamentally different chemistry to catch up. So lithium ion batteries are almost certainly going to dominate EVs through 2030, maybe longer. But that said, lithium ion battery is not a specific thing. It's a family of chemistries. And so within lithium ion batteries, there are many, many variations on that theme, all of which are being vigorously innovated on, all of which are competing for pieces of this giant coming market. So there's a lot of competition and development and new technology, but it's primarily within lithium-ion batteries. And we know Tesla's in the battery business and innovating. Who else should we look out for to supply the world with batteries in the future? You know, it's typical. Our dialogue in this in the U.S. is very uh, myopic, and we mostly talk about the U.S., but really the big battery manufacturers and and currently the big battery markets are in China. And so there's these Chinese battery makers like BYD or CATL that most Americans have never heard of, but which are individually bigger than any other battery company that's not in China. So really how this sector is going to develop is like, like so many things in our world, primarily going to be driven by China. And so I think what you'll see is a process of, you know, insofar as innovators come up with new materials or new um, techniques, they will be bought up and integrated into these large scale manufacturers. Well, I personally look forward to a future in which my whole house can be powered by a battery. David Roberts, thank you for talking to us. You can read David's newsletter at volts.wtf. Thanks, David. Thanks a lot, Adam.